Hello! Hey guys, it's Arden Cho. This is Seth Gilliam. Hey, this is Holland Roden. My name is Kiahu Kahuanui. Hello, this is Ian Bowen. Hey you guys, this is Melissa Ponzio. I'm Lyndon Ashby. Hey, it's Ronnie Adams. This is Tyler Posey, and you are listening to Not Another. Not Another. Not Another. This is Not Another Team Wolf Podcast. Yes, it is! Oh! <laughs> this is Jeff Davis, and you're listening to Not Another Teen Wolf Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Not Another Teen Wolf Podcast, episode 87. In our the next of our hiatus episodes, we are speaking today with Barbara Vasquez, who is the wardrobe and costume design mastermind behind Teen Wolf. She's joined us from the Teen Wolf set today, her office. Um, and Karen and I are going to have a bit of a chat to her about the clothes and wardrobe and what it's like to do that kind of work on Teen Wolf. So very quickly, obviously, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can reach us on Twitter, which is NATW Podcast. You can email us at natwpodcast at gmail.com or you can join us on Tumblr at notanotherteenwolfpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also reach us on Instagram, natwpodcast. Uh, we don't have any major pictures going up at the moment, but um, when we do things where we go out and look into the real world, you can see our pictures there. Yeah, so I'm going to introduce Barbara and then Karen will take over with some other questions. But first of all, we met Barbara uh, when we were on set, when we visited the Teen Wolf set uh, last year in April, and she was such a such an enigmatic personality that we knew that we wanted to eventually get her onto the show <laughs> because, yeah, yeah every, you know, as we've said lots of times, everyone there was lots of fun and amazing, but she really stuck in our mind and we got to see quite a lot of the wardrobe department so that was really fun but so very big thanks to her for coming on with us today um in the middle of very big time at a very busy time at work so yeah first of all hello Barbara and thank you very much no thank you hi 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 so just to sort of introduce you and talk a little bit about what you do and I know you've done a couple of little um you know specials for MTV and you know talking about the different departments at the show and stuff like that but for anyone who might not know um, what's your official title, you know, with your job at Teen Wolf? I am the cost, the official title is the costume designer. Cool. And how long have you been on the show with Teen Wolf? Since day one. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, first of all, I was going to ask, like, how many people are in that department, the costume and style department? Um, Our department, huh? It's how many people do we have, Megan, as I'm asking my assistant? <laughs> is there eight of us? There's six or seven, um, and it depends on bigger days when we have uh, a lot of background. Like if we're doing a high school scene or something like that, we bring in additional people to help us out. Okay. Kind of wrangle all the costumes. Cool. And is that um, that is that something that's grown since the show started? Like was it sort of just you when it started, or did it always did you always need for a show of this size like that many people to handle the wardrobe? We always need <laughs> needed a sh- uh, this many people. However, when we did uh, season one, it was actually a different designer for the very, very beginning, and I took over midway through. Okay. Um, and then it was myself and Danny Flores, who's my costume supervisor, and it was literally just the two of us. So <laughs> I was designing the show and keying the set, 
Um, and when we shot in Atlanta, we were working probably 86 hours a week mm. and it was, uh, it was rough, but <laughs> it was definitely worth it. I mean, Jeff Davis is such an amazing person to work for and Posey and Dylan are, you know, and at that time they were 18 years old and mm. just these amazing kids. And we had so much fun that you didn't even notice it was 86 hours until we wrapped. <laughs> yeah. So you needed that many people, but you didn't we quite needed. have them. We needed that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, cool. I suppose you have them now. So how did you get into that line of work, basically? Like, what does it take to get into that line of work? And then how did you end up uh, with Teen Wolf specifically? Um, my situation is a little different than most, I feel like, that get into it. I uh, grew up in New York. I moved out when I was 16. And my father was in the business. Uh, he did special effects. Oh, cool. And I was working three jobs in New York. And uh, it was kind of rough. And like I said, I was 16 years old and my father said, why don't you come work for me? And my very New York mentality was, I don't want to be involved in any of this fake Hollywood stuff. <laughs> and, uh, went to work for him on a movie called October sky it was my first, oh, wow, yeah. it was my first movie yeah. and, um, loved it. And I really bought it. I was always into fashion and clothes and costume. And at that point worked my way up in special effects and, took a huge pay cut and went to work as a production assistant in the costume department for an amazing costume designer by the name of Keith Lewis. And I worked with him for about 10 years and kind of just worked my way up. So this business, um, it, it's great. Uh, you know, I have people that come in and intern and are going to school for this and which of course is amazing and you should, <laughs> but it's, it's really more about hard work and wanting to do it. And mm -hmm. kind of going through the channels and working your way up. Did you come to MTV to this show uh, directly from that that past one, or like how did you end up? Uh, like how does one end up with this kind of role on a on a show like this? Um, well, I was before this. I was with uh, Tyler Perry for six years as his personal dresser. Okay. And the, one of the producers, uh, who's also a producer on Team Wolf, his name is Joe Genier. Yeah. Uh, Joe called me and said, "Hey, do you want to come do this thing for MTV?" And I said. Ah, I don't know. And I read it and I fell in love with it the second I read it. And that is the Aww. God's honest truth. I was sold. So that was it. I just, I read it. I met Jeff and said, I will follow you to the ends of the earth and work for you until we're done. So, Oh my God. That's great. That's yeah. Oh, so soppy. Every, literally every, <laughs> you know, well, literally everyone we talk to who has anything to do with the show says something very similar and, um, yeah, and it's definitely at the point now where, um, yeah, where it's a very, very obvious what, what everyone on that show feels, which is, which yeah. is not very nice. So it's, I mean, it's so true. And, and I've been doing this for a long time and it's very rare in this business to find the kind of loyalty, um, that Jeff Davis provides for us for not just for his cast, but for his crew and, it, even the, with the cast to find the dynamics that we all have together, it's amazing. And it's like lightning in a bottle and you just, you don't see it all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. Okay. Karen, do you want to go into the kind of working week stuff for, uh, for yeah. what actually happens? Yeah, sure. So first question is what does a typical work week look like for you? Um, when we're in prep, which is what we're doing right now, prepping season five, which is going to be amazing. Um, we come in at about 9am, uh, our seamstress starts earlier and we kind of, st I start, 
going through the scripts and do a breakdown and see what the characters, how, what they've evolved to, what they're going to look like this season. And we start shopping for them, start putting the looks together. Um, so that's pretty much what the day consists of. We have fittings the week before we shoot to make sure everybody's happy and we can alter all the clothes and be ready to go when we start shooting. Okay. And then how do you end up getting a lot of your items? Is it a lot of sort of like in-store things? Do you go online for a lot of the stuff? Uh, it's in-store. It's online. When we do creatures, like when we've done the Duroc or the Berserkers or the Oni, we make all of that stuff in-house. That's all design. I design it. And then we have our amazing seamstress who, who creates, makes it for us. But my goal on the show, and I think I told you guys this when you were here, is mm. to make sure that it's accessible to the people watching it. You know, if they like the way Lydia dresses, I want them to be able to attain the look and where it's not an astronomical price range. So a lot of it is where teenage kids shop. Right. And uh, we're also wondering, because I think there was a story floating around about how Holland used her purse for one of the scenes or something like that. Are there a lot of like objects owned by the actors that you guys end up using because you love it so much? Or does that typically not happen that often? That typically does not happen. (laughs) That particular situation where she came in and I was like, I love this bag. And she had just bought it and she was very excited about it. And she was, can, can we use it? And I said, yeah, why not? So that was, but usually it does, that doesn't happen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just because they forget to bring things in. And if we have to, we don't shoot in sequence. So if we have to go back to a scene and they forget to bring it, you know, I'm the one who's in trouble when they, (laughs) when I can't provide the wardrobe (laughs) to match. So usually I don't, I don't trust them to do that. (laughs) Right. Fair enough. Uh, and yeah, going back to the whole tailor-made thing, I know that Haley talked about getting measured, like she needed her elbows measured for the uh, Duroc dress and all this kind of stuff. Do you guys tailor-make a lot of the items or is it specifically for like just, you know, one or two things? Whenever it's one of the creatures, we absolutely tailor-make all of that. I mean, that's from the ground up. Like I said, with the Oni, with the Berserkers, uh with the Duroc was crazy because it was 150 pieces of leather. Oh my gosh. And so it was, none of it was like from one, you know, bolt of fabric. This was just 150. So it was, it was a lot. <laughs> and we had to make two of them. So when it's the creatures we do, when it's the kids every day, we call them street, they're street clothes. Mm. I am a big fan of doing alterations on everything. So like the shirts take, you know, for the boys taken in, Make sure that skirts fit the girl. I just feel like everything fits you better when you do alterations. So as opposed to just off the rack. So we do a lot of that. But as far as custom making, that's usually just the uh, specialty costumes. Okay. And uh, what cast member or character or both uh, is easiest to dress? And which one's the most difficult, typically? <laughs> Who's the most difficult to dress? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Holland and I have a very interesting relationship. Um, <laughs> she's great. You guys have met her. I mean, she's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But when Holland has uh, something in her head, it is very hard <laughs> to get her to see anyone else's vision. So she and I kind of go back and forth. Um, so I wouldn't say difficult. It's just, it's interesting. <laughs> Uh, the easiest is, I mean, Posey and Dylan will 
just put anything on. I mean, I could be like, here's a hula skirt. And they'd be like, all right. (laughs) They're they're, they're pretty, I mean, Paul was here yesterday for his fitting. And, you know, I'm like, honey, you want to try this on? And Riley's like, yeah, sure. Like, do you like it? Yeah, bro, it's great. So the boys are pretty easy. Just with the thing what you mentioned about Holland, I know that, like, you know, just a question I've always had in general is when you get people, um, you know, like her, she's been very vocal about really not liking to wear heels, and obviously Lydia wears them a lot um, and stuff like that. Is there anything you can kind of do with, with wardrobe to kind of, I guess, combat that or, like, make clothing that people aren't usually comfortable in, like, more comfortable for them either I guess mentally or physically you know like or like sort of movie magic to make like heels you know shoes easier to walk in or something like that I will answer that question but I really want to clear this up and I'm actually going to text her right now while we're on the the call (laughs) she and I have this ongoing thing and I said to her stop telling people in interviews that I make you wear heels (laughs) so it's been an ongoing thing she does it all the time and it's not me I have suggested flats and well I think it's the character I think it's like the you know the image of the character and that's you know to do with who Lydia is is, not you or her character but there have been moments where I'm like oh we should she's like no honey we have I she needs to be in a heel so just to clear that up she's not (laughs) forced so I'm I'm literally texting her right now to say I'm I finally said it (laughs) so uh but when it comes to stuff like that to make people more comfortable my thing as a designer is if you put something on and because we're standing there and there's, you know, you've, you've seen my office and there's the three-way mirror and you're looking in the mirror. And if you're fidgeting too much, I'm going to tell you to take it off. I don't care if I love it. If you have to think about it that much, we're not doing it. And I feel like that in real life as well. If you're looking yeah. in the mirror too much and you're, tug- you're going to be self-conscious and that's what you're thinking about all day. So for the actors, if I see that happen, it's immediately, nope, we'll get rid of it because... They should put their clothes on with me, feel like their character, and never think about their wardrobe again. So to make them feel comfortable, I feel like that's kind of what we do. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that sort of goes into the next question because, you know, you might love something, but it might not work for the character. Do your personal tastes sort of affect how you dress the characters, or is it very sort of like cut and dry for you? It's very cut and dry for me. None of my personal taste is how I dress the characters. I used to do um, some print work and red carpet stuff and more fashion-y, and that kind of wasn't my thing. That's why I love doing television and film, because you get to make somebody else's vision come to life and to create a character, and, and you really get to take yourself out of that completely. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's is this Scott? Is this Lydia? Is this Styles? Not Dylan, Tyler, and Holland, you know? Right. Uh, sometimes for the actors... It's hard, you know, they'll like I real they'll say, Oh, I really like this and I kinda just have to go, Okay, well and then after a few minutes of that they're like, Okay, fine, Barb, I get it. It's not the character. We don't have to do it. <laughs> is there a character whose style is more similar to yours? No. None. Well I'm I'm thirty two, so there's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I wish. I mean but and then what about you know, anything that could be, like, out of, and I mean, we sort of touched on this, but, like, out of character for the character, like, expensive brands, something you guys might be looking at, that you're like, well, no, they wouldn't really be able to afford that. Is that something that you really have to think about, or is it more about what it visually looks like? It's a little, that's a really great question, actually. It's a little of both for me. Um, Like I said, the 
the main thing is when you guys watch the show, I need it to be believable to you that you believe uh, these kids and Scott's, you know, uh, has a single mom who works double shifts as a nurse and, you know, Styles is raised by a single dad. I need you to believe that and, you know, not see them in like Barbados head to toe or Gucci or so it is important to me visually, but I also know that, you know, I have a relationship with MTV and when we talk about the style and they ask, like, they'll give me an outfit and say, where did you get this? Where'd you get that? And I don't ever want to be like Gucci. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a $700 t-shirt that, you know, you can't get. So for me, it's, it's a little of both, but it's, it's more about it being attainable to the audience. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense too. Okay. So then what about certain guidelines for the characters, like from Jeff or from, you know, one of the writers where they really feel like the characters need to be in something specific. Um, do you guys have a lot of those guidelines or do they kind of leave everything in your hands? Jeff kind of lets me do my thing every now and then uh, someone, because we have a lot, you know, so we call them the grownups, the producers and the writers. <laughs> uh, you know, the, there's a lot of them and there's a lot of opinions and a lot of uh, different views of what things should look like. And, you know, I'm, I have to say I'm, I'm pretty thankful because Jeff will just, Jeff will be like, let her, you know, let her do her thing or we all sit around and kind of talk about it. And then I'll say to Jeff, this is why I've chose this and this is what we're doing. And usually he, he just kind of lets me do my thing, which I'm so grateful for. Cause that doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And one of my favorite things to look for, um, in movies, television shows, anything is sort of like the meanings behind clothing or certain like color palettes. Do you guys do that a lot? Yes. Usually for me, it's with color. If there, or if there's an evolution in a character, um, I, we try to show it through the wardrobe with Scott. You know, when he kind of took his position as an alpha, we changed how his clothes fit. He It was a little less, I'm a little boy. It's more of stepping into this role as a man and kind of taking his place as an alpha. And we did that with his colors. I made him a little bit, um, I hate to say darker because everybody thinks black or brown. and mm. But um, took him a little bit deeper in, in his colors and he was wearing boots instead of sneakers. So little subtle things like that. Cool. And um, last big question for the technical side of it. Um, and this is something that I'm really interested in learning about too. And I know that um, there's been a few posts about it, but the practical side of picking clothing, because there are a lot of action scenes and a lot of stunts in the show and sometimes wearing, you know, short skirts when you have to be like rolling around on the floor can be really tough on the actors and the stunt doubles. So how do you tend to juggle those two sides of it looking really nice, but also being very practical for the actors? We just, uh, especially with the girls, we're really conscious of it. However, I don't ever want it to look, and I've, I'm always very vocal about this. Um, I don't ever want it to look like, you know, if you're watching a scene and all of a sudden danger arises and there's, you know, they're in a fight, I don't want it to look like they went into this prepared for battle. It needs, if it calls from the script where they have to be surprised by this and deal with it as it's coming, that's how I have them dressed. So I'll have a director say to me, oh, but she's in a skirt. I'm like, well, she was in a skirt at school and it's 20 minutes later and, you know, we'll put some shorts on and make sure you don't, you know, camera angles and we all kind of work together to make sure all of the appropriate <laughs> measures have been taken. So there's no uh, wardrobe malfunction, but uh, <laughs> the actors will tell me, you know, if they're, 
uncomfortable or like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this scene in this outfit. And then, of course, we'll rethink it. But for the most part, they're pretty much on the same page with me uh, about that. You know, it just it needs to be appropriate for the scene. And we're all here to do a job, including the actors. So, you know, when that kind of stuff happens and it's like, oh, she's in a dress or he's wearing this. Well, we knew that, you know, we did it for a reason. We wanted it to look like they weren't ready for this to happen. You know, not like I put my army fatigues on and <laughs> I knew that we were going to be surrounded by a pack of wolves. Right. If I can add in a question about that there as well, because that's something I've been curious about, because I've been uh, reading some other stuff about costuming lately, especially with um period shows, which obviously this isn't, but talking about like doing action where you know, someone like a woman is still in the outfit that they were wearing, but they make like a different version of it for action, you know, that's got like slits in the back of the shirt that you can't see so they can right. move or something like that. Or the, the fabric is like a, a, a different fabric that's easier to move. Do you guys ever do anything with that? Or is it kind of just the realism of like, oh, these are the yeah. clothes she was wearing? Like, do you make sort of like, you know, not, oh, I'm wearing army fatigues, but I'm making, you know, these clothes easier to move in, you know, oh, disguising yeah, we- that. We absolutely do that. We'll put, we just, um, in fact, I just did a, a horror movie while we were on hiatus. And that mm-hmm. was one of the things that there's a nurse in the movie and she has scrubs on and she gets attacked. Well, in the scrubs, they want you know, everything in TV and film, they wanted it sexy and fitted. And so her poor girl, her scrubs were taken in to high heaven. <laughs> and she couldn't move. So we weren't going to shoot her back. So we just slit up the back of the scrubs so she would be able to have some mobility when she was getting, you know. Uh, quote-unquote attacked yeah i always find that interesting as well as stuff like the like in terms of realism like the aging of clothes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that do you like buy stuff new and then like wash it a bunch of times or like especially boys they you know their t-shirts sometimes look like old you know and stuff. yeah yeah no we buy them new i actually love i mean i came up I told you guys when I uh, was working under this other designer mm. uh, who was really old school and amazing. And I live to age in distress. In fact, they make fun of me once I'm in my zone in my office and I have, <laughs> I have you know, whether it's jeans or T-shirt or something's bloody because there's stages of it. So you, mm. it's very hard to be able to match it for continuity. Mm. But I love that stuff. So it depends on what the action is in the scene or if I just need them to look a certain way or like this is Styles' favorite old shirt and mm. no it's brand new I just got it from Target mm. but when you see it on camera it'll look like he's had this thing you know his whole life yeah so yeah I, I live for the aging and distressing <laughs> is there anything you can tell us about like how that works for example like like technically like for example with like a t-shirt versus like you know someone's like jacket that got like blood on it in a fight or whatever if you take down a t-shirt, sometimes we can, we over dye them mm-hmm. uh, or to it, you're going to laugh, but somebody just posted an Instagram on me uh, of me <laughs> with, I had to distress this shirt and I took it outside mm-hmm. and we ran over it with my car. <laughs> I, got dra- I got dragged around all over the parking lot and then I took it inside and washed it and, I was, and that's it. There you go. Done. <laughs> but it could be, I'm, I'm so serious. It could be something as simple as that. You you can buy very expensive aging kits and stuff like that, but sometimes just good old fashioned like sandpaper and run over with your car. sometimes, you know, it happens like that. <laughs> <laughs> but we use like, if you want to fray the collar, you know, so it looks a little worn, you use sandpaper mm-hmm. um, to kind of take it down and to take some of the collar off and, and I guess the new shiny look from it. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I, I'm I'm really into that. Like, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, it's a bit different from like I do another podcast for Glee. You know, everyone on Glee is wearing like thousand dollar clothes yeah. that have never been worn before and stuff like that. Um, and with this show, like, you know, a lot of them, especially the girls, have some very nice clothes, but there are definitely like repeated items and stuff. Yeah. That, you know, like an ongoing wardrobe for the characters in Teen Wolf, which is is cool. I think that's important to to see. You know, look, I don't think any of us uh, wear a brand new outfit every single day of your life. Yeah. So I like that people watch the show. They're like, oh, like I've seen this jacket on Styles. It's where it's believable. Mm. Well, I'm going to sort of take that into, I guess, like the character, like some of the character based questions in terms of like creative choices about the evolution, I guess, from season one to season five with with some of the characters and like how that's affected their clothes, like what they get to keep, what they've sort of outgrown mentally, I guess, like as characters, like, I don't know if there's any specific ones that you want to talk about that spring to mind, but just how do you develop characters in that way? You mentioned Scott a bit, but um, the show as a whole. Um, I like to do it on the show. It's it's kind of a gradual thing because between seasons, it's not like a huge time lapse. Mm. So I've kind of done it really subtle, I hope, uh, <laughs> that just little things, like I said with Scott, with, you know, the shape of his clothes now and the shoe wear is a little bit different. Um, with Styles, I kind of kept him. I want Styles to always feel like somebody's best friend. Like that's the one thing you can count on that's not, I'm going to say not, I don't want to say not change, but I'm trying to think of the right words to convey it where, you know, you can always kind of count on styles to be styles. Mm-hmm. So I haven't changed him too much. I mean, as uh, what I have done with Dylan is when he takes, when he's not wearing an overshirt, if he's just wearing a t-shirt, mm. you know, I take up like the length on the sleeves a little or like take it in. You're welcome ladies. Or <laughs> make everything a little bit more <laughs> fitted for him. <laughs> Jesus. So, um. uh, that's, I mean, but that's about it. It's just, like I said, for this specific show, I feel like it has to be so such a gradual thing. And mm. I don't want the audience, because I feel like our fans are so amazing and so dedicated that I don't want them to come back the next season and kind of be confused. Like, who is that? Oh, that's yeah. Scott. You know, where it's, it's just confusing. Yeah. I know one of the things that people have noticed a very gradual change in is Derek changing from boring dirty black to boring dirty jewel tones you know like very slowly like <laughs> yes, yes. very slowly like uh you know a little bit of of sort of humanity there you know yeah. and like season 18 he'll be wearing bright pink <laughs> or something but you know um I wish but yeah tell me about Derek and his his development he uh you know season it was it was the same jacket the same jeans the yeah. same we had like, I live of, in a hole and this right. is my clothes but that like, was my thing in the beginning yeah. they were like oh are we gonna you know you're not changing him and I was like no that doesn't make sense he lives in a burnt down house like where is he getting <laughs> these clothes from and I'm like I get it it's a show about werewolves but like something has to has to be realistic so with him it was like we we kept him the same for a while and then as his character evolved we started to just slightly kind of move Tyler or Derek, sorry, Tyler into a different realm. And like, that was the joke between Tyler Heckler and I, where he, he was like, Barb, am I wearing this dark red shirt today? And I'm like, you are. It's so, it's like Christmas. It's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Trust um, me. We all thought the same. <laughs> yeah. It was, and we, I mean, I, I, I brought, I dragged that out for a long time, but like, you know, we, I had to go with the progression of the character and, 
I mean, look, let's be honest. He's so handsome that, like, I could put that kid in a potato sack and he would look good. So (laughs) I don't have to do much with him. No, that's cool. And then I was going to ask as well what some of your favorite pieces are for each character, like, or anything that you consider, like, signature items for, you know, especially any of the main characters. Like, um, you know, people were very attached to, like, you know, the idea of Styles having that red hoodie in the beginning and uh, Scott's American flag jacket, Kira's superhero leggings, various things like that. But from your perspective, like, what are the kind of signature pieces or favorite pieces that you've found for the characters? Uh, last, yeah, last season, uh, we started doing Timberlands on Scott, like classic Tims. And me being a ride-or-die New York girl, that was such a thing, thing. for me. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I lived in Timberlands growing yeah. up. Like, in New York, that's how you... <laughs> so when Tyler was on board with it and, and he was like, yeah, I love Tim's and I just started wearing them in real life. And I was like, I kind of want to do it for the character. And we were both excited about it. I feel like for different reasons, for me, it was my like little piece of home Mm. that I could put on him with Dylan. It will forever be his purple hoodie. And I've told this story a million times about season one and two, that it could be freezing out. And the only thing that kid would wear is that purple hoodie. Mm. So I had bought him one and put it, didn't say, it was his personal hoodie that he would wear in between takes. Mm. And then I bought him one for season three and put it in his trailer. And he was like, what, is this for, for me? Like for, or for Styles? And I was like, for Styles. So that was kind of our little inside joke. Mm. You know, so that piece means something to me. Like, I think I'll keep that forever because it reminds me of, of Dylan. Oh. Uh, with Holland, there is an obsession <laughs> She has with these coach booties and she wears them all the time. She loves them and they look great on her. And I remember when we found them, there was such an, a weird excitement between her and I, cause we both were happy about the item that was found mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, how much she wears them. So that's kind of a, a thing. Like for me, it's all, you know, design stuff and personal stuff between me and them. And, you know, we've spent it's almost five years together. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just little things like that. Yeah. I just wanted to sort of, yeah, go into, I guess, some of the the stuff. The other thing that we wanted to ask about, about the creative stuff, is sort of any, I guess, stories behind clothing items. Like, you mentioned, you know, oh, you can think about it like, okay, so this t-shirt is like, you know, one that, you know, Styles would have had for a really long time, so mm-hmm. make it really old. But, like, more so than that, like, there was one thing that, and I don't want to, like, throw you in the deep end if this was some sort of accident, <laughs> but... It's definitely something fans do with the items of clothing because there was uh, something in, I think, last season um, that Malia had a beanie that was used in season one with Allison. And, uh-huh. and I think that it was brought up that it was just a way to, like, cover Shelley's roots, you know, like, because she'd had a different dye job for a that movie. Is actually, that is actually not true. That's so funny. And I that's why I said, like, I think our fans are so amazing. Sometimes I like to throw certain things in and see if anybody notices. Okay. So I, this is the first <laughs> time I'm hearing it, and it makes me so happy. Okay. Well, d- people definitely have made up, like, a lot of sort of cute stories about it, you know, being that it being the same item, like, in canon, if you know what I mean, that, you know, uh-huh. that Scott had kept it, you know, had sort of given it to her because she needed it, but maybe she didn't know the story behind it or something like that. That's but, what I think is so fun, and it's so genius. Like, are they, like they're so smart, and just the stuff that they come up with and these kind of um, backstories, I think it's so genius. So every now and then I like to throw, like, a little... <laughs> 
thing in to see if anyone's going to notice. Well, so you, you throw an old item in to see if, if people uh, make something yeah. up about it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cute. Like, so, yeah, so you did do it knowingly, basically. Yes. And yes. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, do, in that case, did you, you know, do you kind of do that thing just to see what the fans say or did you have a story in mind about it no, for I your like own to, thing? I like to see what the fans say. Like, honestly, to me, it's so it's so it's so entertaining and just blows my mind sometimes the creative stuff that they come up with or like like I said the backstory so really for me it's much more of a personal thing for me where I'm like I want to see what they say like I'm, you know, I'm excited about it that's so cute that's so cute so I guess that yeah I guess someone involved thought it was like oh she needed to wear a hat but didn't know that that was the reason that that it was that hat so that's that's really cute <laughs> Um, I just wanted to sort of finish up with a little bit about season five as well. So you mentioned at the beginning sort of, yeah, that you're starting season five right now and you're in prep. So what is the start of a new season like for you? Like what new prep is needed? Do you have to sort of clear out the old stuff, you know, or, you know, get buy new things, you know, for new characters? I like to have new pieces coming, but like I I said earlier, I like to, to recycle from past seasons. And Mm. so it's realistic. Um, but it's also, if you know, the evolution of the characters is certain things that we're going to slightly change and uh, or, yeah, if we're going to keep something, if we're going to get rid of something. Um, so we do buy new stuff. Yes. And I go through the previous seasons and decide what we're going to keep and what we're going to get rid of. Mm. Um, but for the most part, it's just figuring out where these characters are going and what they're going to look like. Mm. And it's just so you know, it's very nerve wracking until the camera rolls and then you're like, okay, I hope that this is going to be received well. <laughs> um, well, that's what kind of another thing, like how far in advance do you need to plan out like the wardrobe for the scene? Like, you know, you say they have fittings the week before shooting. Does that mean like every outfit for every scene is planned or, or is there kind of a rack of t-shirts that like, oh yeah, you could wear one of these t-shirts to school today. It, it depends when, uh, like right now I have three scripts. So all of the, those first three scripts, every outfit is planned. Mm-hmm. So as the scripts come, we like to, to plan out the looks so it's not chaotic. And I mean, you girls know we shoot pretty fast around here. Yeah. So it's, I like to be as prepared as possible. However, it doesn't always work out like that. So I do have a rack of like, I know this looks good. Put this on him. Yeah. <laughs> Like a last minute, oh, yeah, this will do. Like this is like a, a, a surefire sort of go-to. Yeah, type exactly, of thing. exactly. Cool. Um, I was going to ask if there's anything that you, any kind of, um, I guess, sneak peeks or hints that you could give to look out for, like a, a piece or something like that or, or something that signifies like a change or something like that that well, we should look out for season five. I can't and I wish that I could. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, actually, Posey and I were talking about this yesterday mm. that he was like, did you, did you read the script? I'm like, obviously do it. Like, I'm in, yes, I read the script. I'm in prep. Mm. And we were both just like, it's, it's so good. I mean, just, it's, it's a great way to start season five. And like I said, I have three scripts now and I go to Jeff and I'm like, okay, I need the next one. Like I'm so, I'm still <laughs> after five, you know, four seasons, I'm excited to read it. And yeah. So I, I just, I can't, I don't want to say anything because I don't need Jeff Davis storming down to this office no, later. It's fine. Hi, Jeff. It's going to be amazing. That's cool. But yeah, I guess um, we've got a, a couple of a couple of more minutes. So I'm just going to sort of go to something that we, we slightly, slightly skipped over, which is talking about, um, I guess, dressing new and secondary characters. And I don't know, like with, with you as the 
as the lead of the department? Is that something that's like, oh, you do the lead characters and, you know, you know, someone else does the, the secondary stuff or even extras? Like, do you kind of, how do you approach a new character or how do you sort of dress people when you've got, you know, 100 extras there? Do they come in their own clothes or, like, if it's, like, a lacrosse we, scene or something like that? If it's lacrosse, we dress them. If it's background at school or on the, just on the streets, we send out a very detailed um, request list to extras casting because all these people who show up and stay for hours and hours to do this, mm. which is amazing, they're bringing their own stuff. And so we, I, I put together with Danny, like I said, Danny Flores, our costume supervisor, a mm. list of what I would like for them to bring. Mm. And uh, if they could bring a couple of different options, you know, bring two or three things for us to choose from. Mm. And with that, my, uh, my team that's usually outside on the wardrobe trailer, mm. uh, will dress them you know, we'll dress background and then I come out and kind of look and see if there's anything we want to change or if there's something specific that I don't like if I have a, a principal character in a red shirt and it's it needs to be really prominent when the list goes out, it's requesting nobody wears red. Yeah. Um, so little stuff like that. New characters is really a conversation with Jeff about you know, who is this person? Where's their storyline going? Where did they come from? And then he you know, once he gives me all that information, we decide what that person is going to look like. Yeah. Like someone like Kira or Liam, for example, like, you know, how, like, you know, when they're going to be a new lead, sort of how, how much, I guess, pressure or sort of thought is it, you know, to, a lot, a lot of pressure, a lot to of give pressure. them a new identity without like, you know, without making them the same or like a replacement for like a, you know, a former lead character or something right. like that. Yeah. Uh, well, like with Kira, it was, it was a lot of fun because when Jeff had told me about this character coming in and he said, he, he said two things to me and like, this is, this is it. Now I want to see what you come up with. And hmm, okay. I came up with Kira's look and it was so different than anything we'd ever done before on the show, which I loved. And I feel like that with Malia too, her look mm-hmm. is, you know, I haven't done anything like that. And Shelly will just let me, no matter how crazy it is, she never like makes a face at me or like fights back. She's like, yeah, I'll try it. Mm. And those are the outfits we usually end up loving. But mm. it's yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And you know, sometimes when you read what people write, sometimes it's uh, it's a little rough. But Aww. um, but that's okay. It's the nature of the beast. Mm. Um, with Liam, it that was a a rough one because we have so many boys on the show. You know how to yeah. make him look a little bit different than than the other leads. So yeah, it's a lot of pressure. The and like I said, my I take my cues from Jeff. So whatever Jeff is telling me, this is what this person is like. And this is, you know, we try to talk about what their backstory is. And um, I, I know that I did something right when Jeff says, yes, that's what they look like. Because only Jeff knows what they look like. He made them up. So mm. <laughs> when he comes to set and sees them and says, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking that I, I know we kind of uh, hit the mark, but it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Of course. Cause I know, yeah, for example, Malia, a lot of people really have, you know, liked her, you know, sort of strangeness and, you know, ability to not be able to brush her hair and stuff like right. that, given that she lived <laughs> in a cave. How fast do you think that she would, you know, develop, I guess, as a character and like, and how much that would make her outward appearance in terms of like, you know, becoming a real human girl or whatever. <laughs> I think I want to always keep her like this. I love the way she looks. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I love. I actually love the reaction that we've gotten from it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I said, that's all up to Jeff. I don't wherever he decides to take her, and if we see an evolution with her as far as you know her dress, then yeah. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But he knows that I am so in love with the way she looks right now. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. That I would be devastated. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, well, um, I think that, yeah, I think that we've got through kind of all our questions. Originally, we were going to be trying to speak to a girl who runs, you, you may have seen out there, like some of the, the Teen Wolf fashion blogs where they kind of, you know, source a lot of the, the pieces yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, well, I guess just what do you think about those, like the, the um, attention and effort that the fandom puts into the the costumes uh, from their perspective? I think it's incredible. Um, the Like I said, the amount of talent that these people have and the time and effort that they put into the show is incredible. And it's greatly appreciated. Mm. Uh, when they do that kind of stuff with the clothes, for me, that's the biggest compliment that you could get. I mean, that, that that's, like I said, the time and effort they put into finding this stuff and putting the outfits together. It's amazing. I mean, it, it's it's really incredible. So I, I think it's phenomenal and I think it's really sweet and it's greatly appreciated. Well, we, I think that, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious to the fans that yeah, this show has a lot of effort on, on all sides. As I said, there's been a lot of transparency with how, you know, how this set kind of, I guess, operates and how, and how everyone is, making such an effort so thank you very much for coming on with us and thank yeah, you yeah no thank you doing guys the work in general basically um and helping with the show so i assume that yeah you'll be sticking around with teen wolf for yeah, I think a while I'll be around for a while i hope yeah no cool thank you guys so much thank you so much and yeah we will um we'll say bye to barbara and yeah hopefully everyone enjoyed that now if there's any uh, i was going to ask if there's any specific questions that any listeners have is there anywhere that um, we could pass those on, like about you know about the show, about the uh, the costuming, or about this episode? Is there any way that do you, you don't have uh, any kind of Twitter or anything? Do you? I don't. I'm, I told him so. Technology challenge. No, that's I'll, fine. I do not have a Twitter or anything like that. What I thought is maybe if you know as a one-off, perhaps if anyone has any specific questions for Barbara, they could ask us and we could uh write you an email maybe and we'll post the the reply yeah yeah um and we can we can do that if there's any feedback for this episode and that would be great yeah of course that would no problem cool so yeah karen was there anything that we needed to to mention or close with any news or anything like that nope that it's pretty quiet right now on <laughs> our end. <laughs> well, yeah, we yeah we know that everything's getting a bit hectic there on on set. Um, you know, at the moment, everything everything's starting up for the the season. So thank you for taking the time, and yeah, um, we will look out for you know stuff in season five, given that we've oh. what we've talked about today. So yeah, thank you very much. Bye bye everyone. Bye bye. bye. <laughs> bye, bye.